presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Hustle's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson here in the studio. Welcome back. Hope you had a good weekend. Beautiful weather for the weekend. Holy cow. Felt like May out there today. Well, not today, but this weekend. It's a little windy. Storm coming in. Okay, it's spring. But, uh, man, I hope you had a chance to get out and enjoy some things. Stop by the Home and Garden Show. Get out and do some uh, work. Maybe hit the links. Uh, golf courses are open. What would you do for, for your uh, beautiful weather Saturday? Did you just, like, sleep in? You just, like, play your new wrestling video game? What'd you do for the weekend, AJ? So my body, because I travel so much with, with sports, right? I can't sleep in anymore. Like my body just doesn't let me sleep in anymore, so I'm always up early. Um, played some video games. Um, I was gonna go watch Batman, uh, that that mo- that new Batman movie. But we're actually going this Friday. I'm going with a friend. Um, Friday evening, so I wasn't able to go this week. This past okay, weekend, I'm curious to get your review. I have you seen it? I have. Can I ask for a grade without spoiling it? A grade? Yeah, like what would you grade it? Because um, I've been told that the older generation hates it because it's the same old thing. That the younger generation's like, this is awesome. That's what I was told. Well, I don't know where I fall into either of those You're categories. You're older. A lot you may, older. You may try to put me in the You've older got generation. you kids or something like that, right? Um, you know, I would put it as a B plus. That's good enough for me. Did you see? There's a lot that I liked about it. Okay. But there's a few things that it was lacking. Did you see the deleted Joker scene? I ran across it accidentally. No. You need to YouTube it. It is a deleted Joker scene. And it is good. And it, exp- it supposedly, and I tried not to get too into it because I don't want to get anything spoiled. It supposedly spoils, not spoils, um, but ties into what the Riddler has a conversation with Batman about. I'm excited. So, I'm a, I'm a diehard Joker fan, so I'm, I'm excited about that. But, yeah. So, did you go golfing? What did you do? No. Honeydews. Yeah. Honeydews. I had a what, long list. So, wait. What exactly is that list like? Uh, moving dirt. That was the, and running kids around to different things. Uh, yeah. Helping somebody move. Yeah. Why are you always helping people move? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, I it's have cra- one of those you're faces. always like. It's not every, like I'm a big muscly every guy. Every week you're like, oh, okay. 
Every week you're like, yeah, I'm helping somebody move today. And I'm like, what, what is going on? <laughs> Just tell them no. Like when people are like, hey, we help move. I'm like, no, I got a show to do. Well, we're moving it's at a 7. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Oh, I got a show to do. I, we, uh, we're moving at 7 on Saturday. Yeah, I've got a, I got prep to do for my show for Monday. <laughs> I got sports to watch. So you know what I'm talking about come Monday. Um, yeah, no, none of that. None of that. Did you, uh, I'm sure, I, I, I'm sick of hearing about it. And to be honest, I'm really sick of talking about it. Um, that Will Smith versus Chris Rock fight last night was awesome. In a way, did you see it in real time? No, uh, I didn't know like about 40, it until like late in the evening. I, I, someone sent me a message of like, I can't believe Will did that, and I was like, What are you talking about? You're not watching the Oscars? No, I have better things to do with my life <laughs> than watch million dollar people get some stupid award for a movie that I've never heard of or seen. And so, and it's even debatable if it was staged or real. So, anyways, it made me think, though, Eric, and I want to ask you and our listeners this, okay? 435-339-0321 on a text in our line. Are we on air? Yeah, we're on air. Wait, I think we are. Yeah, we're on air. Someone texted it. Hey, if we're on air, hit us up. Let us know that we're on air. Okay. Eric, Eric might have screwed us up. No, I signed us in as normal. Anyways, Eric, I want to ask you in, in our uh, listeners a question, 435-339-0321, a text in our Gil Mortgage text line. Who's the one person you would go up and deck without any consequences? The one athlete you would go up and punch in the face without any consequences? The actor? No, athlete. Oh, athlete. Actors, there's a ton of people. I hate them all. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long list. What athlete what would you athlete? walk up and slap in the face? And you get no consequences. You walk away. You walk away. And, and they just have to stand there and smile about it. <laughs> yeah, they just sit there and take it like a man. Yeah, or a man. Like a rock. Yeah. Like a Chris Rock. 0945, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell's a good one. 9310, Boise State coach's kid. That'd be Max. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Those yeah. Good ones. That's that's the question of the day. That's the Guild Mortgage text line question of the day. 435-339-0321. I would rather deck Max Rice than Russell Westbrook. And I would try to get a quick kick in the groin and run away quick. 5452. Thank you. You are on air. Okay, I'm glad that, uh, yeah. Thanks for the uh, heads up. Someone walked in and was questioning us. and so well, We thought we did everything okay where we're what supposed to. What is that? Oh, gosh. I'm about to send it for the WNBA. 5452 sent us an image. If you thought the destruction of women's swimming was bad, just wait until LeBronda signs up for the WNBA. It's LeBron James in a wig. 5879 says Dennis Rodman. See, here's my problem. is that If you deck Dennis, he's just going to laugh at you. Like, Dennis would just be like, oh, okay, cool, right? Russell would get mad. Max Rice would start crying and screaming for daddy. I'm trying to think who I would deck. I had one athlete to punch in the face. What about you? Patrick Beverly. Okay, yeah, PB. But though he's losing his nuts and bolts too, he might even start laughing. Yeah, he'd probably start clapping his hands, like saying something yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah, 
Um, Draymond Green. Ooh. Yeah? Okay. By the way, why have we mentioned everybody who's a basketball player? That's weird. I'm trying to... There's no baseball players I would deck. I couldn't do it. I don't think there's a baseball player that I actually truly hate. Yeah, in baseball, you don't really have, like, those types of characters, do you? No. No. Um, There used to be, like, Kurt Schilling. Really? Kurt? Interesting. 6843 says Trevor Bauer. Ah. Oh, that's a good one. That that's a really good one. Um I would have decked Jose Canseco. <laughs> Barry Bonds. No, Barry was a good I liked Barry. Honest to heaven. I like I loved Barry. I couldn't have punched him. I would have liked him too much. I mean I, I t- to be honest with you, I couldn't even Does Man. it have to be an athlete or can it be a coach? No, it could be a coach. Or an owner. Or a commissioner. I feel like I know where you're going with owner. <laughs> what? Mark Cuban would be on the list. Really? Mark? Jerry Jones. No, Steve Ballmer. Steve Ballmer. I hate that guy. <laughs> I would deck him. I would expedite. I would expedite his process through life. <laughs> he gets a little uh, over animated. Over on the a little? Did you say a little? <laughs> okay, football. Uh, Brian Harson, dude, yeah, yeah. Brian's one of those guys. Yeah, I would absolutely. Yeah, good one. Lane good- Kiffin. No, I like. I love Lane. <laughs> I freaking love that dude. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I couldn't do it. Not, not on Lane. No, Zach Wilton though. I deck him, and not even for any bad reason. Like, Not any bad reason. You just have a strange fantasy about walking up to someone and smacking him across the face. Yeah, Zach Wilson. For no reason. Yeah. I just, man. Hey, hey, hey. No, no offense. You just you got one of those faces. I, just, I love you, bro. Smack. As AJ Knight says, a punchable face. And you just give him one good whack and be like, I just wanted to. You can't do anything about it, but I just wanted to. Okay. Um, Grayson Allen. Grayson, yeah. Gracing would be one of those guys. Um, yeah, Grayson's definitely on that list. Donovan Mitchell's on that list. <laughs> Luka Doncic? Yes you, or no? Did you see what was going on with Donovan after the game yeah. yesterday? Yeah. So if you missed it, um, Dallas picks him up to guard him full court. And he starts barking at their sideline. And if you recall, the last time these two teams played, they were really going... That sideline, their bench, was going after Rudy. And Rudy afterwards said, come on. I mean, the refs have to do something about this this bench. I mean, things that they're saying, you wouldn't say in the public around people around you. And if I react, I'm going to get a technical. So I can't do it. So already there's something going on with what's going on up from that bench towards Jazz players. And yesterday it was directed towards Donovan. And so he's barking back at him, and one of the beat writers re- puts out a tweet. Oh, Donovan's upset that they're picking him up full court. We can say it's Andy Larson. And then in the post game, Donovan just goes right at him. You don't know what I said. You're just stirring up crap. He's like, yeah, quit, quit 
uh, quit just saying crap. Yeah. SMH. Yeah. And so putting him in his place, which was kind of strange that he would react in such a way over that. And Donovan is just saying, oh, you know, it was just competitive. I know some of the guys on that bench. It wasn't because of that specifically. But then after the press conference, Donovan goes to his phone and tweets at this beat writer. It's like, what is... Why are you? Why are you focusing on that rather well, than losing on. a game? Well, okay, again. so let, let, let's take two sides to it, though, Eric. You, if Andy's tweeting out something that's not true, then he shouldn't be tweeting it out. In fact, he deleted it, um, and then acknowledged that he might have misinterpreted what was going on. So you shouldn't tweet it at all. That that's the rule. If you don't know exactly what was said, or you don't know exactly what's going on. Don't say anything at all. Just keep your mouth shut. He wasn't the only one who observed that Donovan was no. barking at the Dallas bench. Didn't Andy throw Sarah Todd underneath the bus for it too? Well, he wasn't throwing her under the bus. He was illustrating, look, like, I'm not the only one who noticed this or said anything about it. And she said, now look, I noticed that he was barking at the bench, but I didn't say why or to what extent or what it was about. The only difference is that Andy put context to it. Where he, where he assumed why he was yelling at the Dallas bench. So I don't think that he was... I don't think it'd be fair to say that he threw Sarah Todd under the bus. He's just illustrating, like, look, I'm not the only one who was a reporter on the sidelines who observed this. All I mean, he did was say it was because of this reason, which Donovan took exception to. Yeah, I... <sighs> which I think is pretty petty, to be honest. It is petty, yeah. Absolutely it is. And Donovan's got to worry about more things than more things than what's going on on Twitter. Your team's in a slide. You're probably going to fall to sixth at some point. You're getting your butts kicked by everybody you face. Uh, there's more issues going on. And he's Donovan's got to keep a better head than that. Like, get off Twitter, first of all. Kyle Corver was smart. Kyle Corver had a Twitter account for about one season. And then he was like... This sucks. I'm getting off. And he deleted it. Like, he was like, I'm done with it. And uh, and I don't, I don't even think he has social media anymore. If you can't handle the social media backlash, which is always going to be coming your way as an athlete, you got to get off. Like, as a radio guy, Eric. Or turn I, off your mentions. Yeah, you could do that too. Like, as a radio guy, I I hate, absolutely hate having Twitter account. I hate it. If I could do what I do and not have a Twitter account, I would be thrilled with my life. And why is that? Because there's just so much negativity. I could tweet out a picture of a duck holding a rose and someone would be like, that is the ugliest duck I've ever seen and what a crappy rose that is. And they'd be like, I mean, it's just, it's spawn of negativity. And See, that, I think it's interesting because, and I always ask you these questions because I don't get those reactions. Sure. I mean, sure, there's been some things that I've put out there that people push back on me for. I get that, and I'm okay with that. It's in the public sphere. I'm a public figure. You have every right to push back on me. But I don't, I don't feel like I get that same level of negativity that you're experiencing, apparently. I don't know if it's because my takes aren't hot takes enough. I don't know, it's because of who I follow or don't follow, but my my experience on, especially if we're talking about Twitter, has been good. It's a good source of information in real time. It's a good place to share 
stuff and get reactions from people, but uh, people have different experiences. I recognize that. You yeah, you're looking I, at different ducks and different roses, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Good for you, Eric. <laughs> you've been a, you've been able to avoid the hate. I'm so happy for you right now. Uh, Nine three one five does not matter. The Jazz are falling apart this year, so the rest is not relevant. It's until true. We fix it. It's gonna be one of the most disappointing seasons in in Jazz basketball history. It's frustrating. It is uh, not that it's an excuse, but it's a reality. They were missing Rudy Gobert. They were missing. Hassan Whiteside, they were missing Boyan Bogdanovich. But that offense in the first half was as good as it's been for a lot of Yeah, for a while. And then they just had a total collapse in the third quarter, which is a a story we've heard and seen time and time again. When a team decides to come at the Jazz with aggressiveness, they wilt. Do you have the standings with you by chance? I do. Can you give me what fourth, fifth, and sixth look like? So Dallas now moves into the fourth spot. Jeez, so we'll be on the road if so the Jazz have slipped to the fifth position. Now they've lost four in a row. Uh, and then Denver is at six. Denver's a game and a half ahead of Minnesota. How far behind the Jazz? A game. <laughs> so the Jazz are two and a half games ahead of Minnesota. So it, it I don't know. I kind of got this feeling from the Jazz organization that if they couldn't be number one or number two, they just didn't want to be number seven in the standings. Three through six doesn't seem to matter. Just I don't get the, the, there's a sense of urgency from this team that they're willing to take games off, with, not games off, but let players take games off to be healthy in time for the playoffs. But gosh, they're not. They don't look like they're playoff ready. Are they going to be healthy and guys have gas in the tank? Maybe. But in the process, you're seeing this team get frustrated with each other. Now, Quinn, after the game, said, uh, it, it's, it's kind of rare to be proud of my team after a loss, but I am because of how they played in that fourth quarter. Dude, he that's, was praising a lot of the second, third crap guys. That's such crap, that's such crap. But per, hey, perennially, this but team's boy. given up like 32, 35-point quarters. You can't hey, do that. We are a butts kick, but guys, way to go. Way to, way to play hard. It's your job. Find a way to win a game. Quit being soft. Our whole team's soft. Everybody is. Makes uh, me sick. Let's see. The Jazz gave up a 37-point second quarter. Followed by a 32-point third quarter. 69 points in two quarters. It's terrible. Terrible defense. Jeez. That's so bad. Uh, 9836. <laughs> uh, not sure that's intended for us. Oh. Okay, I was like, did you say something I missed here? Yeah, I don't know what that means. So 9836, you text the wrong number, I'm buddy. I'm not sure that's intended for I hope us. you're all right. I don't know if that's a I need help tweet or not, but text or, yeah. Hope so, it's okay. Jazz, where are they right now? They've still got some more. They've still got a tough schedule ahead of them. There are mm-hmm. no breaks. Um, looking at their, where they're out of the standings, what's on the schedule coming up. Also, the final four is now set. It's all blue blood teams. 
Do you like the Final Four as it's set and the matchups that are there? Were you pulling for something else? 435-339-0321. And the fact that they're all like known, named uh, programs that have national pedigrees and championships under their belts, is that going to make it a little bit more intriguing and interesting for the national viewers? 435-339-0321 to join us here on the Full Court Press. Calling all golfers. Birch Creek's punch passes are on sale at the spring sale price. Visit birchcreekgolf.com and purchase online or stop by the pro shop today. Birch Creek's punch passes never expire and are valid seven days a week. So if you love golf, I invite you to visit Birch Creek today or go online at birchcreekgolf.com and purchase your discount punch pass. That's Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithfield. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four-day weekends after three 12-hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet in Hiram. You heard me right. Seven weeks vacation, four-day weekends, three-day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet in Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. It's time to vote for the Best of Northern Utah. Presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Best of Northern Utah. This is the contest every business hopes to win. So vote now and let your voice be heard. You can vote once per day, every day through March 30th at thebestofnorthernutah.com. Best of Northern Utah. Reward your favorite businesses in and around Cache Valley. Vote now in the 2022 Best of Northern Utah contest. Presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Best of Northern Utah. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fans have a tendency to just think, why didn't you go get so-and-so? The reality behind it, why didn't they just trade for this guy? What? Both teams have to want to make a deal in order for it to work. And oh yeah, by the way, then in these particular instances, said quarterback has to even want to go there, plus team has to want to trade him to a team in his time. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Girls, us guys are always trying to score some brownie points, but we need all the help we can get. So dropping some subtle hints is helpful, such as your favorite food is Italian, you love the color green, and you want the ring from Jarek's Fine Jewelry, the place with the bright green cars on 930 North Main Street. Okay, so it might not be so subtle, but that's okay. Remember, we need the help. Make it special, make it Jarek's. Now remember, just tell them it's the place with the bright green cars. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the full court press. If you want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you on our Guild Mortgage text line, 
0321. Couple texts coming through. 2787. Defense? What is that? Yeah, Jazz did not play defense. Uh, on this road trip, they've really struggled with digging in and playing in, with a lot of intention and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Veracity. Just kind of going through the motions. Kind of feeling like their offense will carry them. Yeah. And when it doesn't, they're in trouble. There's just no communication either. Um, There's a play... I can't remember who is it against, man. Was it this past game? I mean, two games ago, Rudy Gobert was on the court, and Jordan Clarkson goes underneath the screen not once but twice. Guy turns, catches, and hits a three, and Rudy just looks ticked. Looks at Jordan Clarkson, says something to him. It's just a mess, man. This team has talent, but they're just—they're not on the same page. Yeah. They're not they're not clicking right now. They're not together. And it'd be great if they were all together healthy and see what difference that would make. Sure, that'd be nice. But the really good teams, they're all, everybody's got the buy-in and everybody figures out a way to make it still happen. Memphis, look what they're doing without John Morant. When he's had injuries and he's been out, they still win. He's out right now again, and they've won four in a row. Yeah, how about them? Dude, they're going to be, look, I still think they're a competitor in the Western Conference. They don't win it, though. You need experience, and they don't have it yet, but they're going to get there, Eric. If they can keep that core group together, they're going to be all right. Yes. They have clinched the playoffs, only the second team in the uh, in the Western Conference, besides Phoenix, but they have a firm hold on the number two seed. I mean, what a rise this team has had this year! It's pretty crazy, huh? They just steadily climbed up. Dude, I'm happy for him too. Watch Sam go win another ring. <laughs> Unreal. Will he get a ring? Yeah, if they oh, win, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's part of the Memphis Grizzlies roster. Yeah, I, I thought he got cut. No. So he's uh, he got waived, but because he was on the roster for a certain amount of games the first half of the season, he would still get a ring. He'd still classify. Yep. Okay. God, unreal. Someone's living their life, right? You know what's weird? In the East, the Miami Heat have clinched their division, but nobody has clinched the uh, playoff berth yet. Because <laughs> the East is so tight. Yeah. What is that looking like right now? So, nine and a half games separate teams one through ten Jeez. in the East. Nine games separate one through two wow. in the West. Just illustrates the dominance of the Phoenix Suns this year. Totally crazy. Uh, meanwhile, the Lakers are at the very high risk of not making the playoffs. They are now in the ten spot. New Orleans has passed the Lakers. And the Spurs are just a game away from uh, surpassing the Lakers. And the Spurs have won six of their last ten, while the Lakers have only won three of their last ten. Things definitely trending in San Antonio's way. Uh, Regarding the NCAA tournament, now we have the Final Four set. Uh, Saturday and Sunday we had the Elite Eight. 
And uh, now it's just a bunch of blue bloods. Uh, big name schools. Uh, you've got Villanova and Duke and um, North Carolina and Kansas. All big name schools who have experience, who have been there before. Do you like the matchups? One number one seed, two twos, and an eight. Eric, nobody wants to see the St. Peacocks get beat by 50 by somebody. Nobody Nobody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see a competitive basketball game. You're going to get that with UNC Duke. St. Peter's has been competitive up until this this weekend. They weren't going to be competitive against Duke. That was, look, those refs, if it would have been St. Peter's and Duke, the NCAA and those refs would have made sure that Duke won in a row. Got it over with, got it done with. They didn't want St. Peter's in the Final Four. Why? They're the... They're the uh Cinderella story. Everybody's excited yes, about St. Peter's. Look, even Cinderella can become too long of a movie. No. Yes, it can. Not when she looks good and has a beautiful plume. When she has the lowest budget to be able to dress herself up. Yeah. When she's walking in with worn down slippers and a torn up gown. Look, I mean, it was a cute movie. We all enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. Have, have you Needed seen some end. of the numbers, the disparity between St. Peter's budget compared to like Kentucky oh, yeah. specifically? Yeah, it's nuts. And then, I mean, so everyone's like, wait, the coach is leaving already to Seton Hall? Well, yeah, he's making 266000 at St. Peter's, and he's already expected to make nine times more than that with a signing bonus that is more than his whole entire salary at St. Peter's. Yeah, he's going to go. And one of his assistants for uh, recruiting is just volunteering because they had no budget. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I actually had an interview with him. It was pretty good. It was pretty interesting. It's nuts. Look, it I mean, a cool it was story. a cute movie. It's time to get to big boys business, and that's UNC Duke. Let's move on from the story. Okay, it was fun. It was great. Everyone had a great cheer, laugh, smile, and all that. Let's. It's time to play big boy basketball. It's the final four. Peacocks don't belong in it. UNC does. Let's three one five says I was hoping the Peacocks would have made the Elite Eight. Um, and uh, they did. Uh, shows that the, here in the near future, there'll be a 15 seed make the final four. And just when I start to agree with IJ, he goes and makes an outrageous take like this of no Cinderella. What are you talking about? You don't like Cinderella stories. You only want the blue bloods. You only want I the want big games, big arenas, no, big fancy I want a, I want payroll a coaches. Final Four, Eric. I love upsets. Okay, I love them as much as the next person does. But when we get to the Final Four, I want to see the very best of the best. And we're getting it in UNC Duke. This is a great story. UNC Duke in a rivalry game, Final Four, national championship appearance on the line. Is it going to be Hubert Davis in his first year? Is it going to be Coach K in his final? And then you got Villanova versus, what, Kansas, right? Yeah. Oh, that's delicious. Jay Wright, who has done masterful things with Villanova. He's won a couple of national championships. Versus one of the original Blue Buds of college basketball, that being Kansas and and, uh, what they got going on. Yeah, that's great basketball. That's what we need to see. Nobody needs to see freaking St. Peacock's and George Mason crap. For 
viewership, for ratings, the NCAA has to be tickled. I mean, it, these are really big-named uh, programs with lots of history, championship pedigree. A lot of people know these names for these college basketball teams. But there's also there was this fun, exciting story that illustrates just the overall excitement and opportunity that is the NCAA tournament with St. Peter's. That if you make it only about the power conferences, that would never happen. A little school that plays in a high school gym with an enrollment barely bigger than a local high school here anyway can start playing the right kind of basketball and make it into the Elite Eight. Because the opportunity is there. We're giving the players and the coaches the opportunity to go have it decided on the court rather than a few people in a room with lots of money deciding we're only going to keep it to ourselves. It was a fun run. But when we got to the Elite elite Eight, Ajay, those games were really not very exciting. No. It's because we had multiple blowouts. It's because the best of the best played like they should. The great teams came out and played the way they were supposed to. That's why I don't have a problem with it. I, mean, I guess the games on Saturday were a little bit closer. But still, I mean, uh, a nine-point game. Uh, there was a six-point game. Villanova and Houston was close. But Sunday, they were snoozers. Kansas by 26 over Miami. North Carolina by 20 over St. Peter's. So when you look at the resumes, though, Ajay, I mean, who's, who's better positioned to find themselves playing for the championship? Yeah, um, that's the question. Because here's the th- like Villanova and Jay Wright, that team's got experience, and Jay Wright does it, but Kansas does too. That's going to be a really – I hope that ends up being as competitive as it looks on paper, Eric. That could be one of the better Final Four games we've seen in a while. I don't know if Duke UNC lives up to the hype. I still think it's a competitive game, um, but I – man – Look, the NCAA wants Duke in the championship. It's that romantic story, Coach K in his final game in the national title. They need it. They want it. They're begging for it. They've probably already forked out the checks to the refs to make sure it happens. <laughs> of course, that's where you would go. Yeah, well, it is, Eric. And, um, you know, great. Good for them. I'd like to see UNC get the upset here, though. I would love it. Give, give me a UNC-Villanova rematch of a national title game from, what was that, 2015, 14, something like that, when uh, Marcus Page hit that double-clutch three and then Jenkins came down and hit the game-winning three at the buzzard to beat North Carolina. Wasn't Eric Pascal on that Villanova team? Uh, Maybe. 15? Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. I In fact, I was actually doing Stars games when Marcus Page was playing for uh, – Salt Lake City after he left after he uh, got drafted, and I had a chance to talk with Marcus about that, and he was a good sport about it. But uh, yeah, that was a great basketball game. I'd love to see a rematch. I don't know if it'd be as good as that one was. I'd be okay with it though. Okay, so four three five three three nine zero three two one. We now know the final four, and we can get into the matchups a little bit more later on when we get 
closer to these games actually taking place. <clears throat> but we've got number one Kansas versus number two Villanova. Number two Duke versus number eight North Carolina. So those games will be on Saturday. The first one um, at – is that – I don't know if those times are Eastern. It'd, it'd be, what are you looking at, ESPN? Uh, NCAA. That would, that would be Eastern. 609, 609 Eastern, so it's 4 o'clock. Because uh, the second game likes to interrupt the last half of Saturday LDS General Conference. And so <laughs> I always pre-record General Conference and I watch the game live. Okay, there you go. Uh, but it's in New Orleans. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's 4 o'clock for the opener. And it's going to be on TBS. About 6.45, 6.50 for the later game. And all eyes are going to be on that later game. Let's be honest. That's going to be the one that most people tune in for. Oh, absolutely. But don't sleep on that first one, Kansas-Villanova. No, 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 no. That's going to be a competitive basketball game. It's going to be very high basketball, too. Villanova lost their second-leading scorer, uh, had Achilles injury against Houston, had surgery this morning, apparently went well, but he's out. So Villanova done? lost yeah. their second-leading scorer man. this weekend. That sucks, man. That sucks. 7836 texted today's show. Audrey would have been opposed to one of the best upsets in NCAA tournament history, or uh, NCAA tournament championship games in history. 83 NCAA tournaments ended with NC State Cinderella title thanks to a 54-52 upset win against number one seed Houston. The number six seeded Wolfpack, led by Jim Valvano, love that guy, won a Lorenzo Charles all on a Lorenzo Charles buzzer beater dunk after a missed desperation shot, May eighteenth to two thousand, not twenty. That had to been Throw Bailey was on that team, so I mean, yeah, I don't know what the date at the end there. Oh, means, eight but. seven nine eight. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, man. Ajay, would you kindly stop sniffing into your mic? Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm sick as a dog. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. I'm so sorry, eight seven. I'll stop. Um. I could just do this too. I could just turn off this microphone. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I'll turn it back on. So that's surviving advanced team. Um. Okay, so it's a great thirty for thirty. By the way, have you seen that well, yet? Uh, North Carolina State was a. Um, they were six seed. Uh, were they six? I don't know. So is that a Cinderella run if you're a sixth seed? Yeah, absolutely. So North Carolina, they're a Cinderella team this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're yes. an eight seed. Absolutely, yeah. But they're a blue blood, Eric. Yeah. I, if you come from a power conference, you do not have a Cinderella run. What made that NC State team great in 7836, if you could help me out on this, please. Um, but I think what made that team great, Eric, is who they beat along the way. Like they beat Ralph Sampson again. <laughs> in the same season, Ralph Sampson. Uh, they went through a tough bracket. And again, 73-6, help me out on that, if you will. But went through a tough bracket to get to that championship game. You play the uh, run-and-gun Houston Cougars. Isn't that right? Houston they played. Houston, Clyde yeah. Drexler, Dave Rose was on that team, loaded with talent. Um, that was a great game. Really great game. And I, I'm not against it. I, I'm not against that one at all. I love it. I love it. I'm just kindly saying 
St. Peter's wouldn't have had a shot in heck to beat Duke. They didn't have a shot in heck to beat Kentucky. Yes, they did. But that's why you play the game. You give them the chance. They didn't have a shot to beat Murray State. Eric, if it's Duke and St. Peter's, who does the NCAA want to see in the national championship? Duke. You don't think this St. Peter's story has been fun? And they've been milking it for all it's worth? They, they, they milked every penny out of it. You're right. But in the end, it's either Coach Kate winning in his final game being the national championship or St. Peter's Peacocks. I mean, come on. Let's, let's stop kidding with ourselves here. 9315. Sorry to change the subject, but when is the spring football scrimmage? Have any of you been host, uh, host been to a practice? And if so, what things or people stand out did you see? Ooh, really good question. I've been tweeting out. Yes, you have. You were there on Saturday. I was there. Uh, Jake Ellis was there. It's got some good coverage on Cash Valley Daily. We're going to do this. We're going to take a timeout. We'll refer to that, and we'll, we'll hear from the players and the coaches. Uh, to get some recaps of how things are going so far. We'll also give you some dates about spring scrimmages. But a reminder, practices are open. So yeah, you can go. You, If you've got the time. I wouldn't go today. But no, <laughs> go today, but we'll give you the practice schedule coming up on the other side. Just want to remind you before we do that, though, that the best of Northern Utah is going on. You've only got a few more days left to vote, and your vote does matter. Uh, voting this year has been off the charts compared to last year. So many people getting in there and voting, and that's awesome. It's fun. So it means it's really competitive. So if you've got a favorite business, a favorite insurance agent, favorite realtor, favorite hamburger, favorite pizza, I mean, it's a wide variety of different businesses that you can vote on. And let your opinion be known. It's the bestofnorthernutah.com. It's where you can vote in every subcategory once a day per IP address. And voting goes until Wednesday at 5 o'clock. So get in there. Make your vote known. Let your voice be known. It's a contest every business wants to win because it gets celebrated. The winners get celebrated unlike any other contests in the area. So it's got the best uh, participation and the best way to celebrate the winners. So go make your voice heard. Bestofnorthernutah.com. Advanced Fireplace and Stove would appreciate your vote in the Best of Northern Utah competition. The 2021 gold medal winner in the Fireplace Retrofit category is ready to serve you again in 2022. It's easy to vote for Advanced Fireplace and Stove. Just go to their website or their Facebook page for a quick link voting option. Thank you for your vote in 2022 for Advanced Fireplace and Stove. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Nothing beats March Madness. The pure sound of a swish. The rattle of a slam dunk. The fans on their feet for the big moments. And the action just keeps getting better until a national champion is crowned. Hear all the action with Westwood One's exclusive coverage of this year's NCAA tournament. 
right here on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Since 1896, couples throughout Utah have shopped Essie Needham Jewelers for their diamond engagement ring. We offer our integrity price guarantee on a beautiful selection of unique, high-quality diamond engagement rings. Gals, you'll love our rings, and guys, you'll love our prices. We price our diamonds at internet pricing. Review the web and come see, hands-on, our beautiful selection. Shop and compare. Get Essie Needham quality at internet pricing, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware, and in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victims' data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, there was a question that came through on our Guild Mortgage text line about Utah State spring football practices. So last Saturday wrapped up the first full week of spring football for USU. And uh, Jake Ellis, beat writer on CashValleyDaily.com, was up there, had observations, talked to the coaches. The Full Court Press co-host Ajay Salveson was up there. Yeah, I'm just saying if you missed it, you can go back and read what Jake put together. But yes, Ajay was there. He can share his own personal observations as well. But uh, So you can go back and read what Jake had to, to say. But there Which are practices. There's Jake? practice today going until 6. Just started at 4. Goes until 6. Uh, they'll practice on Wednesday, again, from 4 to 6. And they'll practice on Friday from 4 to 6. So that's what their practice schedule looks like this week. The following week, they'll practice on Tuesday and Thursday, again, from 4 to 6. And then on Saturday, they'll have their first scrimmage, and that'll be at noon. So April 9th at noon will be their first scrimmage. So, Ajay, from things that you've saw, because you've been up to a few of these at the end of practice, and you got to go up there Saturday to observe a little bit more. But some of your quick takeaways from what you've observed. Uh, Brian Cobbs is the real deal. He's good. He does a lot of things really well. He's got great size, great hands, great he's good speed. Um, he wants to be here, by the way. You'll hear from Brian in the next hour. Um, he's excited about playing here. He's excited about working. That guy will be in the All-American conversation at the end of the season. Ooh. that, that There's my hot take for you. That's bold. Um... Levi Williams sucks. Oh, wow. Dude, like, seriously, he was... Jeez. No, like, okay, honestly, it's it's a flat route, right? It's just a, it's just, you know, five yards up, and then you're angling toward the sideline. He's one-hopping people. 
I, how do you do that? I'm just saying. So I asked Coach about the backup quarterback situation. He wasn't entirely thrilled about that. Um, <laughs> so, um, he wasn't thrilled that you asked him, or he wasn't thrilled about the situation? No, he wasn't thrilled that I asked him. Because <laughs> it made it seem like Cooper had it wrapped up, and he doesn't, I guess. Because Coach doesn't like to do that already. It's, it's, it's very early. Defense looks good. Uh, I think the defensive backs look great. I think the defensive line still needs some work. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, that's what I've seen so far. Kyle Van Leeuwen will probably be returning punts for you this year. Van Leeuwen will. Hmm. So expect that to see that a lot. Saw some good things out of him last year in the fall camp because there were some really good wide receivers ahead of him. Yeah. We didn't really see him on the field very much throughout the season. But he, to me, is one of those guys that because the door is open, he's going to not just walk through it, he's going to charge through it. And I think he's going to be one of the wide receivers to watch who's been in the system and kind of growing and he'll have an opportunity. Sure. Yeah. Um, so f- I, I watched a little bit of special teams. Looks fine as far as I know. I think we'll know more during scrimmage, though. Yeah, um, again, it's very early. Yeah, and that's the thing. is It's only week one. Uh, I just We won't gain enough yet. Not even at the end of spring will we really know entirely everything. I think you'll gain more knowledge when you get to the summer camp stuff. Uh, by the way, there was a question from uh, last week. I wanted to get back to uh, this was two three zero five, who texted in after we had gone off the air. It says the linebacker that Al Lewis interviewed. He indicated he came from another place. Did he transfer from another university? I'm not sure of his name. So Al interviewed A.J. Vongbachan, and he did not transfer here from another place. Yeah, he's he's just just from he, here. Choosing to come to Utah yeah. State, period. Yeah. Um, just out of high school. So it, the, the way that question was phrased, maybe you could take that, that maybe he's referring to, you were somewhere else, and then you made a decision to come here instead. But no, it's about choosing Utah State to come. And he's he's been at USU for well, two nine, 2019 was his freshman season, so it's coming up as a his senior year this next year. And I'm excited for AJ. I think he's going to be a solid linebacker for the. Action. Yeah, they interviewed him after actually. Um, I stepped out of that one, but uh, yeah, AJ. You know, he's excited to be there. He's excited for the spot he's in, and I think he's going to be. Um, I think he's going to be a very key factor of how – and he might be one of the leaders for this defense, too. He's going to have to be for this defense as well. 6789 text in. Owen D-line. We got beaten in the trenches last year by Wyoming. Any news there? 300 – yeah, absolutely. And he says 300-plus guys. 6789, I can tell you right now with flat-out confidence, that offensive line has got bigger, a lot bigger. Like, that was a very big focus for them It's for them to get bigger. Um, and you can see it when they line up. It's actually really impressive. And they're much more physical, too, which is something that I don't know if you'll disagree with me or not, but Wyoming just just physically beat the crap out of them. You know, Boy, BYU did that. Boise State did that. Um, and I think that well, Utah State's take, taking care of that issue here. Uh, defensive front? Uh, good. Uh, there's, I mean... <sighs> They got carved through a little bit by this scout team running backs. 
They got carved. They got carved by a couple of times. And I think at one point, you know, Blake had to step in and talk to the guys and ask them what was going on or what they were seeing. Um, I, I, I think they've got that. They've got that. Hopefully, they'll get that sorted out by fall. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Some other thoughts and observations about Utah State Spring Football coming up next. But before we do that, just want to remind you about Napa Auto Parts. Uh, when you buy at Napa, you're getting the best. Like, I went there this weekend, actually. I did, to get some oil. Needed some oil. They were uh, nice, friendly staff there that knew what I needed for my specific Hey, did needs. you give them the whole, like, hey, I'm Eric France on the Full Court Press? I talk about you guys every day. No, I did not do that. Why? But they were nice to me because they didn't know who I was. You get discounts? That's great. Okay, good point. Fine. They pointed it out. We took care of business and uh, got it specifically for what I needed. So whether it's oil, wiper blades, batteries, they've got the Napa know-how. Five locations from Preston to Providence. Spring is here. It's time to get your ride ready for the trails. Stop into Torque Motorsports. Torque Motorsports. To get your biker side-by-side prepped for summer. Torque has over $20,000 in inventory, including tires, helmets, and accessories. If you have a side-by-side, road bike, dirt bike, or four-wheeler, go see Torque Motorsports. Torque Motorsports. They'll get you back on the trails faster. Torque Motorsports. 10th West, across from Maverick. Online at torquemotorsportsutah.com. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here in the Full Court Press. Hey, by the way, did you see uh, Brock Miller reacting to the Will Smith situation? Yeah. Uh, so if you missed it, you know, Will Smith Nobody missed takes it. offense to a Chris Rock joke. Because uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, very, very short hair, cropped, buzzed. And he makes a comment about her hair, a comment about... G.I. Jane, thinking she's getting in a role for that. But here's interesting comment. Um, this was uh, Brock Miller went out on social media, posted this. He says, I've had alopecia for 17 years. You can understand why Will and Jada reacted the way they did. However, I don't support violence. If we could treat others the way we want to be treated, a situation like this can be avoided. We should treat each other with more love and kindness. And Ryan Corbett, who's a uh, Equipment manager? Yeah, former equipment manager. For uh, USU basketball? Yeah, former grad assistant, yep. Similar comment about the growing up with alopecia. Yeah, I mean... And, it you can know, be rough. Th- th- mean, th- th- subject th- to bullying. Um, uh, Just be nice, people. Yeah, Eric, don't be a bully. <laughs> Just be nice. Yeah, Eric. I'm not a bully. Ask Piranhas, you're a bully. Uh, more about what happened with Utah State football in uh, on Saturday. 
wrap up the first week of practices. We'll hear from coach and players coming up next hour. Stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. To start the NCAA tournament, many people thought this year's bracket was wide open. To a certain extent, it has been. St. Peter's and Miami both made it all the way to the Elite Eight. But after all the madness, four blue bloods remain. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova. Some of the nation's most accomplished programs. In the last 40 years, these four schools have combined to win 15 national titles. That's not exactly balanced. Every year we see some amazing runs, and almost every year a basketball powerhouse comes out on top. March is an exciting time when everyone can beat anyone. But when there is such a talent gap between the top schools and the rest of the field, it's hard for those smaller schools to keep that momentum going for six games. This year's tournament was a perfect example of that. So while you're stuck looking at your busted bracket, try to remember the tournament's history for next season. And for a better shot in your bracket, it might be a good idea to go with the Blue Bloods. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.